0: Have you thought about what it takes? What are the characteristics of a successful real estate agent? How are we judged? How can we elevate ourselves in our industry? How can we elevate the name realtor or real estate agent in the eyes of the consumer, in the eyes of your peers and competitors? Should that be important? Yes. I came up with nine facets that I believe that successful agents inherently embody in some way. Today, we're going to talk about number two, I hope this episode gets your juices going and I hope you get fired up and want to take on the world after listening to this special episode. Newer real estate agents, are you making $150,000 or more in real estate this year? How would you like to believe with 100% certainty that you will? What if you knew exactly what to do every day to make money in real estate? Are you the type of person that will do the work, serve the people well? You would devote a good portion of the day on focused activities and habits to drive business if you just knew what to do. Does cold calling or door knocking or paying for leads freak you out? Good, because it freaks me out too. Are you working part-time and afraid to leave the job? to go full-time into real estate. Am I speaking to you right now? Give me 15 minutes and I know I can help you. Go to 4xformula.com to learn how I created a recipe for success that anyone can do. You have the ingredients to be successful within you right now. You just need to know what to do. Learn how I earn multiple six figures working less than 40 hours a week. And here's the kicker. I get paid every single month. Want to learn how? Go to 4xformula.com, the number 4xformula.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining me once again on Forex Formula Radio, a place for real estate agents like you to listen, learn, get inspired, and become a force in your marketplace. If you're new here, welcome. Please subscribe to get notified when our weekly episodes come out. If you haven't already, I encourage you to go back to our past episodes too. The last few interview episodes with people like Dan Cheadle and Michelle Risi and Matt Kuchar most recently, are wonderful episodes oozing with wisdom and rich insights from other successful people in our industry. And if you know of somebody that I should interview on the show, get them in contact with me, please. I would love to chat with them. So we are continuing with our series on the nine facets of a Forex agent. I really believe this stuff is super important. I want to set the bar. Anyone who participates in the Forex Formula Commission Accelerator program understands these things. We're creating amazing real estate agents who are out there creating positive change in our industry. And this is our mission. The first facet that we spoke about two weeks ago, we focused on what the word professional means to us in our industry and where the bar is for that word. The word gets thrown around a lot. Be a professional. So. I encourage you to listen to that. Today, we're going to talk about item number two. A 4X agent is accountable. The first episode was clarifying what we define as a professional. Can you imagine anyone who is deemed a professional without believing somewhat that they're accountable? Accountability is so, 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 so important. And I'm going to talk about six things to focus on that I think may surprise you, actually. There are many examples and situations where accountability is important in general life, but... I thought I would talk about this as it applies specifically to the real estate business to draw attention to the things that will literally elevate you in the eyes of the people that you come into contact with by practicing these things and just thinking it through a little deeper. What's the core of accountability in really simple terms? Do what you say. Have you ever heard the expression, action speaks louder than words? Or I can't hear what you're saying because your actions speak so loud. That should be simple, right? Have you ever dealt with someone who was that type of person that that when you shook their hand and they gave you a nod, you just knew that person's word was good. Have you ever had an experience where it was really, really tough to honor your word? Like what happened? Did you honor your word even though it was tough? Or did you end up disappointing someone? Did you find a reason that gave you an out? Were the excuses enough? Can I ask, are the excuses enough? Tough question, huh? What about the other side of it? Have you ever trusted someone with their word and then they failed to honor their word to you? But afterwards, they kind of explain the challenges that came up that limited their ability to honor their word and you're forced to kind of just accept that. How did that feel? Even if it was totally understandable, how did you feel? Disappointed? Were you worried about the next time they made a commitment? Was it difficult to trust that they would come through the next time? It's a tough one, right? Is the excuse valid? Maybe. Does that make it all right? I don't know. Not really. Because we have this inner battle inside us, this inner dialogue that wants to give that person the benefit of the doubt, right? We inherently want to believe that they tried their hardest. But if you really break it down and you think deeply about it, a little tiny bit of damage has been done. A bit of trust has been chipped away. There's not really any avoiding this. It's there. The seed of doubt is planted. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not talking about extenuating circumstances where something major has occurred that that is beyond the control of everyone involved. I'm talking about a major disaster, either a major life or death event, or or uh, a natural disaster, or something so extreme that we may we may have even been affected by that issue or event or disaster of some sort. And there's times where an event can happen where it makes it actually impossible to do something. And we all make allowances for that or forgive the other person because it was obvious that they were up against enormous odds because of a circumstance beyond their control, right? That makes sense. But the most important thing to look at is the pattern. Do we display a pattern of accountability? You know, over 15 years ago, I had this situation where I gave people my word. I won't get into all the logistics and and the story behind it, but... These people invested and I personally verbally guaranteed to them that they would not be at risk. Well, the truth is (laughs) I was very green at the time and I didn't analyze things properly and the investment went bad. The company went out of business due to some very unforeseen circumstances that were actually out of my control. Totally. We were dealing with licensing issues and permitting issues that were stuck in the vortex of bureaucracy and And it just financially crippled uh, the company to the point that the ripple effects eventually drowned the resources and the company just couldn't sustain any longer and it just went underwater. The knowns became unknowns and suddenly the money dried up and the company, we just had to fold. It was horrible and it was stressful. And by the way, it was not real estate related. Invest in what you know and understand was one of the lessons for me on that one. Anyway, but here's the point. I could have easily said to everyone, sorry, man, you lost. You made an investment, didn't work out. But in this case, I gave my word. So I had to honor it. Those people got paid back. I lost way more money than any of those people. And there was no benefit to me other than my word and honor stayed intact. But it was worth it to me. I had an out. I could have simply just shrugged my shoulders and said, sorry, man. But I, uh, but I didn't. I found a way. It wasn't right away, but eventually everyone that I made a promise to was made financially whole. So being accountable can be very simple, right? Like I'll be there at nine o'clock. That's easy. But sometimes it's really hard, but it's in the difficult times that we're tested in that. My business partner in our real estate company years ago totally bailed on me during the tough times in 2010, three years in. And, and, and just left me alone to fulfill all the obligations, deal with all of the financial stuff, all of the employees. I dealt with everything, all the stuff that had to do with running the company. And then I had to still try and sell some real estate to pay my bills because the company was suffering. I had to deal with everything myself. Between 2008 and 2010, I mean, that was just a devastating time for a lot of people in the real estate business. And it was really challenging to say the least. And it was beyond our control, right? But he just jumped ship. So now I know I can never count on that person ever. He's not part of my life anymore. And I don't carry any ill will towards him, but I'm never going to trust him or do business with him. And I know his word is not true. Your true character is shown during the tough times, not the easy times. He really seemed like a stand-up guy during the good times when money was rolling in. He seemed accountable. I felt like I could count on him. I put a lot of trust in him. But when it got really hard, really hard, really challenging. Money was at risk. Our commitment to each other to make sure how we split the profits would have certainly been honored, right? I don't think he would have ever embezzled money or stole from me when times were good, but, but that's simple, actually. Anyone can do that, right? That's expected. That's the minimum expectation, right? That's why accountability and trust is so revered in our society today. What does your word mean? When you make a commitment, verbal or otherwise, How do you honor that when it gets difficult? Sometimes I say this, take money out of the equation for a second, now think about everything, the whole picture, and now decide what the right thing to do is. What about this? Here's one of the biggest examples that I can think of. How easy is it to get a divorce these days? I deal with it all the time. I literally received a phone call today from a longtime client who just dropped the news on me that he and his wife are getting divorced. This, unfortunately, is a regular occurrence. It's becoming more and more acceptable and people think of it as a normal thing now. And it shouldn't be, should it? Now, I'm not putting myself as judge and jury here. I know there's extenuating circumstances sometimes, but I know for a fact that more often than not, people seem to diminish the weight of of those words, the commitment, that commitment that they made to that person on their wedding day, those vows, those sacred vows. The ring, it's a symbol of a never-ending circle. No way out, right? The significance of that, it just seems to fade over time and the gravity of that just seems to lighten because our society says it's okay. Here's some stats. The divorce rate in Canada is 38%. So more than one in three marriages are gonna end in divorce. That's alarming. In the U.S., it's reported that it's estimated to be between 40 and 50 percent. Extenuating circumstances? Fear for their lives, physical abuse, drug abuse, mental abuse, screwing around, all that? Those those things can contribute to some of those, but 40 to 50 percent? Come on. The idea of accountability and the rules of commitment are slowly but drastically changing in our society, and I say no, no, stop it. Get back to the basics. Let's bring the line of normalness for accountability back to where it's supposed to be. Lawyers make mountains of money arguing over the gray area, right? Finding outs and confusing the actual original intent of the original agreement. That's scary. Don't you agree? There's a reason that our contracts have gone from one page to 11 pages in a lot of cases now right we have to minimize the ambiguity cover every detail every possibility to try to clog up all the holes that the legal system finds with our clauses and terms there's another reason that's another reason that realtors can't be replaced by the way there's no but there's no only if there's no conditions to a marriage vow or a promise or a true commitment. Once it's made, you gotta honor it, man. And that's where, and that's why there's so little trust in our society. This spills into so many aspects of our lives, how our children view accountability. Commitments, jobs, agreements, promises, verbal agreements, and even written agreements have all these imaginary conditions on them now. And apparently we could just make up the rules as we go along. No wonder we have all these insecure and confused kids growing up in our world right now who can they trust look at their examples the people that they revere and hold up to a higher standard are all over the news right nobody can hide anymore their heroes are constantly getting divorced and getting caught up messing around or or whatever and don't get me wrong i'm not sitting here on a high horse judging anyone i am simply just trying to point out where our influences are how we as a whole get programmed we do we get programmed How we kind of get numb to things how we inadvertently change how we tolerate things in our society how the line of normal has gotten shifted now real quick if anybody's gone through a divorce i'm not judging you honestly please don't take it that way i want to make that clear it's not fun i know it's really stressful you may have had really good reason i'm not here to make you feel badly about that or argue what's a good reason, what's a bad reason. That's not my intent. I just want to make a point here that we, that we need to take the word accountability and put much more weight on it. The gravity of accountability needs to be felt so that we put a level of importance on it that is equal to the importance of the word. This is not a new concept, but I think that it's kind of been watered down over time. You know? All right, okay, let's move on. So what's the root of accountability? Can people count on you? In good times, and bad, always, every time, no matter what, right? So with that in mind, let's get into some specifics. What are some areas of your real estate business that you should focus on? And the first few are going to seem obvious, but just stick with me, okay? Number one, be on time. Just be on time. To be honest, this is something that I struggle with a lot. My mind is programmed to think that it's a waste of time to be early. (laughs) It's unproductive time to me. I know it sounds weird, but that that's something that I have had to work on. Be on time. People need to count on you. If you make a commitment, make it on time and show that you have respect for the people that you're meeting extenuating circumstances happen. If you're stuck in traffic, let the people know that you're just behind because of an accident or traffic's held you up and you did calculate it out properly, but this time something got in your way, right? Accidents happen and that can make you late, but as long as you let people know that you're making them a priority, but you know, something happened beyond your control, then the relationship is preserved, right? It, it, It breeds security into the relationship. If people always know that they can count on you to just show up on time when you said you're gonna show up. Make sense? Number two, do what you say you're gonna do. I will get that info to you by noon tomorrow. Get it done, get it to them by noon. These are the building blocks of trust that you need to earn with your clients, coworkers, peers, family members, friends, everyone, right? Sometimes it's hard, I get it, things pop up. Other urgent things can come in front of you that you need to suddenly take care of, but you have to deliver on time or earlier and deliver quality information that's complete and personalized to them. Do what you say you're gonna do and do it well. Do it better. Sometimes people make too many promises. So when you make a commitment, ensure that you're gonna be able to meet that commitment. Just simply making a bunch of promises so that people think that you're a good gal or guy can actually damage your relationship and crumble trust if you aren't able to meet those commitments. Don't be so quick to tell people what they wanna hear. Sometimes you have to tell them an answer that they may not like as much so that you can make sure that you can honor that commitment. You know, Mary, I just don't think that I'm gonna be able to get that to you until Wednesday, but I promise I'm gonna get it to you by by the afternoon on Wednesday, okay? I wanna make sure that I can put aside the right time to properly get that done for you. Does that make sense? Thanks for understanding. Here's another example. A client calls you and wants you to meet today. You have a time slot available that fits the meeting in to your day. Like it just kind of fits in. So you're instinctively inclined to make them happy, right? And meet them today. Your day is booked otherwise and other meetings and events are already happening. It's already, you got your day planned out already. Is it good to fit that meeting in sometimes. Sometimes it's not a good idea. When you do a listing presentation and you make commitments on what you will do for the seller, do you guarantee that in writing? Do you have systems in place to ensure that they get done and they're done well? Every one of those things that you said you're gonna do, do you have systems in place to make sure you do those things? I've spoken to many people that are greatly disappointed when the realtor doesn't do the things that they promised when they listed the property. Anyway, we go over we go over that in the course. Okay, this leads us to the next item, number three. Be prepared. This is part of accountability. Being prepared, you you should be the most prepared person for every meeting. This is one thing that I know a lot of real estate agents fall down. They're gonna they they book meetings and then they show up unprepared. I can't tell you how many times that I've shown up to a meeting and people are actually impressed at how prepared I am. That shows accountability. They can count on me. I care about them enough. I made sure that I put time in before the meeting. They see that, they understand that, it makes me stand out. They can rely on the fact that I don't show up all frazzled to a meeting. They know that I'm relaxed, I'm prepared for the meeting. I know the information that I wanna get across to the people. I've taken the time to think things through a bit and I have a plan for the meeting. Who is in control in those circumstances? Me. Now, sometimes I show up to a meeting and the house, the product, is totally different than I was expecting. So now I got to tell these people that I have to do more research so that they have a proper, that they have proper information to rely upon in those cases. And that does happen sometimes. We teach in the Forex Formula Real Estate Course how to prepare for such meetings in advance to minimize that possibility. Be prepared. Now, if you're booking a meeting that same day now when you're already working your day, does that give you an opportunity to be properly prepared? I'd rather put that appointment off. I will go into the appointment prep interview mode and get as much information as possible and book the meeting at a later date, maybe the next day, so that I can be prepared. How about this? When should you prepare for a meeting? I have a rule. I prepare for meetings a minimum the day before the meeting date. That way, I'm ready. My file is ready, my research is ready, my handouts are ready in the folder that I give them, and all I need to do is grab the file, head to the meeting. That leaves me time to be ready for other opportunities to come to me. When a new opportunity comes to me during the day of that appointment, I can book a meeting for the next day or so, and I now have the time to prepare for it today. Be prepared, does that make sense? If I'm stressed out about getting the stuff ready for the meetings that I have today, I'm most likely gonna miss out on an opportunity, and I'm gonna hurt my chances for more business, and something's gonna happen. I'm gonna let somebody down, not on purpose, And so often, like we do this, we blame the craziness or the stress or the busyness that's happening, right? But we can avoid all of that by being prepared. Here's a great quote from John DeLemme. Accountability separates the wishers in life from the action takers that care enough about their future to account for their daily actions. Let that sink in for a bit. All right, number four, pay your bills on time. Pay people on time and pay a fair price. Don't incur the bill unless you intend to pay it right away and on time. Make sure you're paying a fair price. Don't hammer on people to give you a good deal or get that service provider to give you a discount. This is not, in my opinion, where you exercise your negotiation skills. I don't believe in that. Would you like to do business with these people in the future? Do you think that there's a chance that if they feel good about you, that they may want to employ your services one day? How do you think the commission talk's gonna go if you beat them up on their price? I actually say these words sometimes. If someone is feeling like they have to offer me a great price or I notice I'm struggling with that a little bit, I tell them to charge me, what's fair? I wanna make sure that they walk away from the transaction feeling fulfilled. I get business from these people all the time because I pay my bills in full and right away and I always pay a fair price I may even overpay sometimes but I get a lot of business from these people because they see me as a fair-minded individual and because I pay them well I may even overpay sometimes but I get a lot of business from these people because they see me as a fair-minded individual and because I pay them well they want to give me business when I list their home I get full commission there's no argument because they know I didn't try to get a deal out of them Does that make sense? Support others and they will support you. All right, number five, be accountable to your loved ones. Your wife, your children, and other friends and family are more important than your clients. They are more important than money. They are the most important. This is your support system. These are the people that are either building up respect for who you are and what you do, or they are building up resentment for who you are and what you do. Those seeds of resentment, once planted, are really hard to dissipate. These people need to feel as special as they truly are. They don't expect much. They just expect you to make them a priority and and be there when they need you. Use your calendar. Make Make those events appointments that you are accountable to just like any other appointment. Those doctor appointments, those dinners, those school events... Those after-school games, concerts, practices for various sports that your children are participating in, dance competitions, whatever, special days with your spouse, those family dinners. Everything's important. Use your calendar. Make them appointments that are non-negotiable. Book your business appointments around these events. We're in such a, a mobile world anyway. You can make it work. You can. And here's the thing, you will actually be more efficient in the hours and minutes around these events because you operate effectively when you know you have to be somewhere or be with someone at a certain time. It's an amazing phenomenon, but it's totally true. You're gonna surprise yourself. Don't become a statistic. Keep your family strong, keep your marriage strong or your relationship strong by making them a priority. If you're a busy person, they will actually be more understanding. The people that you deal with will be more understanding if you put aside those moments to prioritize your loved ones. And your loved ones will be there to support and energize you when things get tough. Your clients aren't gonna be there in tough times. Your competition won't be there in tough times, but your loved ones will. Don't sacrifice them. Be accountable to them instead of everyone else but them. I see this a lot. Real estate can be crazy. We have demanding clients sometimes but you have to create that balance, be conscious of it. Most of your clients will absolutely respect you even more if they know that you prioritize family. And if they don't, that's okay. They may not be your ideal client anyway, but if so, just call it an appointment. They understand that, don't they? They would not make you cancel another appointment. Tell them that you're booked up during that time, but you can make it work on this date and time. They will respect that. Does that make sense? refer to it as an appointment. They don't need to know it's with family. You could just say, I'm booked up, make sense? Okay, number six, here is the most important of all of them. Be accountable to yourself. This is crucial to your success. And this is where a lot of people struggle. Some people are amazingly accountable to everyone else but themselves. They become last priority. Oh man, I, I see this all, all the time, still to this day. I would contest that this is the hardest one of the six. But it's so important. You need time for yourself. You need silence. You need time to reflect. You need to take care of your body, your mind, your skill sets, your craft. You need to take care of you creating the best possible version of you that you can be. I don't mean an ego-dominated mentality. I'm better than everyone else kind of thing. I mean, working on yourself, constantly improving. Make commitments to yourself, to self-improvement. Utilize the calendar for that. Take an hour, walk down to a river and just think. Get away from it all. When you're driving down the road, listen to a podcast that enriches your mind like you might be doing right now, which is great if you're doing that. When you first get up in the morning, feed the brain. When you go to bed at night, feed the brain. Read something. When you make goals or create a list of things to do, put some items in there that concern yourself. I talk about this on my YouTube channel, 4X Formula Real Estate, just head over there, in a video called Six Productivity Hacks for Real Estate Agents. Check that out. Don't procrastinate. Procrastination is a killer. Suddenly, days become weeks, weeks become months, and the next thing you know, you've put something off for a year. You are the same as you were a year ago, or you're in a worse situation than you were a year ago. That time is gonna go by no matter what. What you do with that time, what are you gonna do with that time? What about investing in yourself? You pay money for clothes, you pay money to drive a nice car, you may even pay money for leads, you may you pay money to your office. Do you pay money on self-improvement? Do you pay, do you pay money to improve your skill sets? Do you invest in yourself? In most cases, self-education is actually a tax write-off. Did you even think of it that way? Even the government puts value on self-education, right? Knowledge, understanding, planning, skill set improvements, tools of the trade are all there to be accessed. And yes, it costs money, but have you told yourself that you want to be the best? Have you told yourself you want to make X amount of dollars? Have you made a goal to list a certain amount of properties? Are you doing everything you can to learn how to do that effectively? Are you investing to make sure that can happen? Investing in yourself is the best possible investment that's gonna produce the most dividends. But if you don't, you're just literally prolonging that outcome from happening. When you set a goal, you have to give yourself the best chance of succeeding at it or achieving it, right? Or it's actually costing you money. Have you ever thought about it that way? Here's a quote from Joseph Fort Newton. A duty dodged is like a debt unpaid. It's only deferred and we must come back and settle the account at last. So just because we're dodging it and we're not tackling it or we're not doing it, doesn't mean it's gonna go away. It's actually gonna become bigger. All we're doing now is snowplowing what needs to be done and making the mountain of undone things or actions seem more and more difficult to overcome. Does that make sense? The confusion takes over. Be accountable to yourself. Some people are very accountable to others. They're always prepared. They're always on time. They do what they say. They pay their bills on time, in full, quickly. They make their families a priority. They're wonderful people. And they're people that can be counted on, but they forget about another person, themselves. They will sacrifice themselves sometimes. Or they don't find moments to prioritize themselves. There's nothing in the budget for self-improvement. Why is that? I see it all the time we let ourselves off the hook a lot, don't we? And this is where I think a lot of people give themselves a discount. It really bothers me. In all the years that I've been training agents, when I see it happen, it actually kind of makes me sad because I know how slippery the slope is. And once you begin to let yourself off the hook, it gets easier and easier to slide right back down the hill that you started climbing. Kind of know what I mean? We deal with this in the course because It's a huge game changer that people don't realize. The whole fire and fizzle thing happens. We do a lot of work on setting up a game plan and we hold you accountable to that plan and we help you execute the plan. That way, when you experience many successes along the way, you just simply want to keep going, right? You you just get fired up. You you, You don't have to get outside things to fire you up. You're fired up by your own activity and your own mini successes. You don't have to be injected with motivation. You end up creating new habits that are now ingrained in your brain and you'll accept nothing less from yourself. And then you build on that and the next thing you know, you've literally transformed yourself into a new person who has a new set of standards, a new set of habits, and a new set of thought patterns and it's really hard to go backwards once that's solidified. And that gets me really excited when I think about that. Doesn't that get you fired up? It does for me. And I know that we're going to help forward our cause of creating an army of 4Xers out there doing awesome things in the real estate industry and changing how the public views the real estate professional. And this dream will become a reality. I know it. Keep listening. Keep coming back. If you haven't already, please subscribe. And I'd love it if you could give me a rating and a comment so that I can get some feedback on iTunes. Tell your friends. I want to reach as many real estate professionals as I, as I can out there. This is Kelly Johnston from 4X Formula Real Estate Training signing off. Make a great day. Are you a real estate professional? Are you busy every day? I mean really busy. Spending time where it counts with actual appointments, prepping for listing meetings, booking showings for buyers, getting ready to launch the next listing, answering the phone, answering emails, texts from new leads, locking them in on a weekly basis, building solid relationships, receiving referrals constantly. These are A activities. What are A activities? These are the most highest and best use of your time. These are money-making activities. This is where your dollar per hour is highest. Do you wanna be busy every single working day doing A activities? Would you like more consistency in your real estate business? Do you feel like you're dealing with difficult clients all the time? Does everything seem hard all the time? Do you have a plan, a solid plan that will produce results? I'm not talking about C activities like door knocking or cold calling or buying leads. A activities. Go to forexformula.com, learn about how we help agents fill up their day with A activities, with people they enjoy working with, the easiest business, the best clients, the highest chance of selling, the most amount of leads. They're all out there. That's the truth. It is there in every marketplace, in your marketplace right now, in your real estate market area, there is a stream of easier business that you need to tap into. And I want to help you tap into that so that your days are full of A activities. Click the button to get the Quick Commission Blueprint. It's totally free. I want to help you. If you want to know more about implementing these strategies and maximizing your efforts every day, then I hope you choose to become a member of the 4X Formula movement. You owe it to yourself. We're building a community of 4Xers who work on A activities every day to make money fast. Go to 4xformula.com, get the free book, Quick Commission Blueprint, and learn more about what we're doing for people. Take care. Have a great day.